Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. And there is the beautiful sound, listeners, of the Zoom announcement for Coxie and I saying this meeting is being recorded. I'll never get tired of that. Coxie, how are you today? I'm really well, thank you. And I'm very pleased that our listeners don't have to listen to that every single time they sign up to listen to one of our podcast episodes. I I wonder if one day, as a listener, you'll have to press a button to say, yes, you'd really do want to listen to the episode, even though you just said, listen. Well, we do have to ask for a lot of permission in our lives or grant permission to many others in our lives. Yeah, I've, I've noticed the, the number of times you have to confirm that, yes, I really do want to do the thing that I just told you twice that I want to do. No, no, I, that wasn't a mistake. I'm very sure. <sighs> anyway, so uh, in terms of today's episode, listeners, we're not going to talk at all about permission or pressing buttons or safety announcements about being recorded. We're going to talk about some cool stuff. This is really exciting to us. We, we occasionally get some really good feedback. And for the first time ever, I think we're actually going to share some exciting stories, some success stories, I would call them. Oh, I thought you'd say another S word then. No. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> no, Friday. We're not going to share any names because uh, we're going to protect the innocent and um, they haven't pressed a button to say we're allowed to actually share their names. And we just thought it would be helpful for you listening to this to know that there are some people absolutely knocking it out of the park and it's not just two people, it's a whole bunch of people because sometimes it's it's easy to forget that there's good stuff going on in the world. I reckon that's probably the point, Coxie, is... We see how tough everything is if you have social media or you watch the news at all. It's a lot of bad stuff and doom and gloom and challenge and stress and struggle and it exists. And there's also a bunch of cool stuff going on. So I thought it might be good to actually let you know that it's possible to have a great lifestyle and have a trade business and combine it all together and have a smile on your face. Who would have thought? In a time <laughs> like this, it would be almost, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's impossible to have a, a great lifestyle, to be working well in your trade business, to be very happy and feel like you're making a success of it all. Instead, we'd listen to the media or social media and we'd constantly feel like crap. Because mm. the so world would be that. a difficult place. No, let's not do that. Let's focus on couple of no more than a couple a few success stories some very exciting points that our clients have shared with us over the last couple of weeks now i jotted a few notes down here coxie and interestingly and the comment i made to you as we we're prepping for this episode was well a lot of these are financial a lot of these people are actually literally knocking it out of the park they're beating their sales targets which when they set them seemed really lofty and like, whoa, I'll set it and I'm not quite sure how we're going to get to that. And they've looked back now, six months, 12 months down the track and gone, holy crap, we beat our sales target and our profit target. 
And that's the most exciting part about those results. Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to trust in what you believe could be possible. Don't get bogged down in the how. Just trust that it could be possible and throw a target out there and see what happens. Were you saying that to me then, Coxie? Maybe a little I, bit. I get bogged in the how a fair bit. It's like, how am I going to do that? How are we going to achieve this? How are we going to help this client? And it's like, don't worry about the how. It's just, just set the intention and it'll happen. One of my most favourite memories of our sessions with clients was with um, a mix of older new clients, not old by age, they're just the longevity. Uh, and one of our uh, longer-term clients uh, said in a discussion about TIB90, so it's our 90-day planning session that we have for our uh, long, all our clients on a quarterly basis, And this client said as a warning, it was a warning to everybody else within the session, just be warned and think carefully about the goals that you set before you set them because they will happen. They will happen. Absolutely, they will happen. And it was a good reminder to me that when we do set intentions, we allow the good stuff in if we don't get stuck in the how am I going to do that or what do I have to do to make that happen instead of just carrying the absolute belief that you will increase the sales target or you will employ your admin team member or you will do the whatever else it is that's on your list of things that you'd like to achieve. You can actually do it if you allow the thought to cement itself in your head because that makes the changes that are required just automatically happen without you even realizing you start to seek the answers without being bogged in the how. I feel like you're talking to me, Coxie. Are you talking to me? Might be talking to you a little bit. (laughs) And we're talking to you listening to this episode, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, we're talking to you. It's so easy to believe the hype Mm. and it's, it's interesting to me, Coxie, having been in this coaching and mentoring space now for over 13 years. Gosh, I feel old when I say that. Uh, don't say it. Okay, I don't feel old. Actually, I don't feel old. It's such a dumb thing to say, isn't it? And it's such a great example, without meaning to, of what happens to us. Yes. We, we say things, we believe the hype, and we believe the negative hype. And when I first started in this coaching space, People were so cynical of the, they used to talk about business coaching back in the day because it was reasonably new here in Australia and certainly in New Zealand as well. G'day to our cuzzy bros listening. Uh, and it was American rah-rah BS was mm. how it was described. And I used to think, wow, that's a really negative attitude towards being positive, <laughs> ironically. And, and that was really what a lot of it was. It was based around supporting people to think more positively about where they were headed, what they were doing, about their goals, and what you've just languaged and what I've just accidentally demonstrated by tripping over my own tongue and (laughs) saying how old it makes me sound, I don't actually feel old. And people often, apart from my grey hair, mistake me for being quite a bit younger than I am, often just because of my attitude amongst my friends and community and stuff. And Coxie, thank you for being very quiet at this point. And not actually really. I am struggling. I'm watching you like press your lips together so hard that they're going white <laughs> so that you don't actually jump in and take the mickey out of me, uh, which I know you'll do when we stop recording. And, you know, so much of achieving these results that we're going to share with you 
has simply come from these people. I'm looking at my notebook here and I'm looking at the names that I've written down of, of our fantastic tradiepreneurs. Such a big part of them getting these results was setting the intention mm. and maintaining a positive outlook. Yes. And being that's, open to possibility. I think that's yes. the big thing, being open Thank to you. possibility. 100%. Hanji. They were. <laughs> they were just keeping it real and fresh, Coxie. They were. So, uh, listeners, if you feel like sometimes what is the point of setting goals or maybe, you, you know, if you think about it now, have you gotten a bit caught up in the believing the negative hype? Because mm. there is a lot of that around these days. And you could be forgiven for actually slipping into that unconsciously. I, I, I absolutely understand it. Um, mm. Even Nick and I suffer from that. You know, mm -hmm. us sitting up here on our huge pedestals in our ivory tower on top of the mountain looking down upon all of you said very much tongue-in-cheek. In I hope choke. so. Said tongue-in-cheek in case you get me wrong there. Not sure what happened there. I'm hungry. So <laughs> this was supposed to be a serious episode serious. for Tuesday, Coxie. It is So um, positive attitude, PMA, positive mental attitude. There's some wanky wazisms for you. Yeah, you've nailed it yet again. <laughs> Give us some, some uh, cracking examples of tradiepreneurs who are doing the thing, Coxie. Please, save me. Okay, I want to start with one that we didn't actually talk about and there's two parts to this story and I remember the enormous change it brought to the entire business when the first of the steps happened. And the first of the steps was for the business owners, the, the joint business owners, husband and wife. Husbands, the tradie, had always been the major business person within the business and the wife had begun to join him within the business to assist and try and make things better as is very typical for a trade business. And we started working with these clients, oh, probably 12, 18 months ago now. Their, their, their longevity is getting there. And uh, one of the first things we encouraged these business owners to do was to set some titles for themselves within the business. Mm. Knowing through my own personal uh, business journey what a big difference that makes because typically tradie wives come into the tradie business and they feel a little uncomfortable because they don't think they know enough or they feel a little bit um, maybe a bit like a fraud star because they're trying to run through the business but they don't have what they perceive they need to have which is trade knowledge and I'm telling you it's a whole lot of BS you don't need trade knowledge to run a business in any way shape or form and so some encouragement with these particular business owners to take on a title give themselves a role absolutely revolutionized the woman in the business and her role and the way she felt about what she was doing. But it also then changed the opinion of everybody else that she was working with. So the team started to respect her more because she was now the business manager. The husband in the relationship started to respect her opinion more because she was running the business rather than assisting her husband doing the books, which is where so many of us start. That's probably the first success story of theirs that I'd like to talk about, just that massive mental shift. So my encouragement to you is if you're a tradie or you're a tradie wife listening to this and you're working together duly as a partnership, it's time to actually set about some titles, some position descriptions and titles for you and your role within the business. It's an absolute game changer on so many levels. 
Secondly, further on from that story is a good six months later, they've actually done a huge, well, they've created a huge change in their business by doing just one thing. And it seems like such a little thing. And yet I reckon just about every trade business owner will understand when I say it's a huge step for most trade business owners, they've employed an admin team member. And again, it has elevated this business to a position where they feel like they're a serious business now because they have somebody else to assist them within the business. And they are kicking so many more goals now because they've taken the brave step to put an admin team member in. Now, it's often one of the last team members that we put into our team because it's a position that so many think of, well, they're not going to make me any money. Mm, it's seen as a cost. It's a an cost. overhead. Yes. Rather than looking at it and thinking about all the money they're going to catch. Yeah. What about all the money you're currently losing because you don't have somebody to follow up the quotes or you don't have somebody to help you with a sexy sales process or you don't have somebody to help you motivating the team and keeping on top of all of the, the cost uh, saving activities within your business. And so we tend not to do this until it's far, far too late, but this brave business has stood up and said, no, now's the right time for us to get this in place. And they are now just churning off goal after goal after goal because they've got time to focus on some of those bigger things and not be bogged down in the day-to-day admin type role that I think most of us shouldn't be doing. We should be outsourcing that. So that was the first little, not so little, big win I really wanted to focus on because I think there's simple things that most of us can change pretty quickly if we just open up our mind to the possibility. And if you're talking about who I think you're talking about, uh, and even if you're not, it doesn't matter because this is still relevant. <laughs> <clears throat> For that husband and wife team to put on an admin person, um, it it almost automatically elevates the wife from the role of supporter, even though they'd yes. already worked a long way towards that with the title and the role and the tasks and everything and the, and the conversations, the great collaborative conversations between the, the tradie and the tradie wife. Having a supporter for the wife almost um, increasingly elevated her to business partner status because mm. now she's got a supporter. Yes. And she's no longer the, the husband's supporter. She's actually the business partner. And so they're running the business together despite having very different roles in the business, which is which is typical for most couples running trade businesses. Mm. Um, but it also is a, another big factor in the the shift in attitude about what's achievable yes. in a space of time. Mm-hmm. And and again, if we're talking about the same person here, I've seen yeah. the tradie wife actually start to go, oh, I can get these four things done in the next month. Yes. Instead of going, I don't know how I'm going to get this one thing done mm-hmm. and actually believing it. You know, previously she believed that it was too hard to get things done because there was too much going on and too many tasks and too much family responsibility and just getting one simple on the business task done was mammoth. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, giving a bit of sass to the other tradiepreneurs in our community about, yeah. hey, you know, set another goal, you can get this done <laughs> with the head sideways thing going on. You, you know? got it. You got it. You absolutely <laughs> yes, know. We're talking about the talking same about. person, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Just the energy that that brings within their business, but then also extends to the rest of our community by default because she's so passionate about sharing the changes that she's made and that the results that that has led to. 
that's flipping. It's like the third amazing thing that business has done in a yeah. short period of time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a word that some people think is a wanky word and I don't care, Coxie. It mm -hmm. has empowered mm -hmm. both the business owners, yes, um, the husband as well, for him to actually step more into the family space. Yes. So there's been a big shift there as well, the beginnings of a shift there where it almost makes it okay because he's letting go of more of the other mm -hmm. things, even just mentally, not that he was necessarily getting to them as well in terms of the business tasks, to say, hey, I'll pick the kids up. Mm. Or you don't have to do all of that stuff at home. I can do some of that. Mm. And and it's really bringing down some uh, maybe not barriers, but perhaps bones of contention and and potential sources of resentment within the relationship. So uh, that looks like an unfolding happy story there as well. Just because they went and employed an admin person on a part time basis. Listen up, tradies and tradie wives. That's Pretty simple. A very important point. And I will say they were crazy scared about doing it. <gasps> Absolutely. Like it was a big thing for them. Like, you know, needing an adult nappy kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing. And we get it. We see this frequently. And you and I have been in the same position, even within our own business. Is now the time? Do we do it now? Do we not do it yeah. now? Yeah. It's normal for it to be terrifying and feeling the fear and doing it anyway is a big part of business. It's okay to sit with the fear of a big hairy goal. What are we what what have we we were talking? No, that's a swear word. We can't say that. A BFI. <laughs> it's not one of those episodes. A BFI. A BFI. A a big flaming idea. Yeah, flaming mongrel. All the young kids won't get that reference. So uh the thing I would say about that, Coxie, is they didn't just um uh, recklessly go, ah, flip it all. We're just going to go and employ someone. No, they no. They actually did some forecasting and they looked at their profitability and they looked at their forward bookings and they did some work on their marketing and basically did the the homework to earn the right to be able to go and employ someone and take the risk in inverted commas yes. it was a calculated risk yes it was still a risk and that's part of the point of business uh life involves risk business involves risk it's how you actually set yourself up to go and take those risks so i'm turning that into a massive long diatribe is right. it a diatribe or a monologue or is it diarrhea I'm not i sure. think it's a diatribe because if it was a monologue that would just be you on your own for the entire episode and that would be very boring as we spoke about before the last episode we, we recorded recently it's much more exciting like, when there's two of us i don't even like the sound of my own voice so that would be boring i don't yeah all right so that I'm is definitely a cracking uh success story within our tradiepreneur community uh i want to talk about working weekends Oh, I didn't know whether you'd go here first or you'd go to some of the other examples. Yes, mate. This is really exciting for me because it was really hard for us to get to this point and our, our building company was really challenging to give away the after hours and the weekend work. So knowing what we went through to get to that point is freaking huge when I see our clients doing the same. It is so exciting. And I've just realised we, we have a couple of examples of people who have done this with varying degrees of success and commitment to sticking with it. Yes. Um, and 
<laughs> Look, at its simplest, listeners, it involved making a decision. Hmm. It was just deciding that the trades person wasn't going to work weekends anymore. That's it. Done. The how follows after the decision. Mm. Agonizing about the how before you've even decided just actually turns it into a justification exercise for why you still have to work weekends. Yes, it does. That's so totally true. Because until you decide you're not going to do that anymore, the how is different. You know, how how am I ever going to avoid working weekends? How can I stop working weekends? Well, I can't because I've got all these quotes to do and I that's the only time I can actually go out and do site measures. And, you know, i got to go back and fix up all the little things that I don't have time to deal with during the week. So how can I stop working weekends? I can't. And that becomes the monologue. There you go. I got it right. You did. I'm, I'm not usually that crap with words. <laughs> uh, that becomes the monologue and we go, well, there you go. See, I can't. So I'll just keep working weekends. And seven months later, it's still happening and you're even more burned out and resentful and miserable. And then that carries into your family life. And then you start fighting with the missus or the husbo. If you're a lady tradie listening to this, give us a shout out if you're a lady tradie. I want to hear from some more lady tradies. Say hi somehow, Facebook, or drop us a review on iTunes or something exciting. Anyway, so the thing that has to happen is the – I can't remember the the reference, so I won't make a meal of it, but I'm as mad as heck and I'm not going to take it anymore. Mm. I'm not working weekends anymore. Okay, how am I going to do that? Because the decision comes first. It's all about the hard, right? Look, we bang on about the same things all the time and it's (laughs) It's true. Choosing your hard is really freaking hard to work after hours on the weekend, miss out on the family, have a cranky family life, feeling drained, feeling exhausted, getting to that point where you're banging your head on the wall and thinking, well, what the heck am I doing all of this for? That's really freaking hard, really, really hard. And it's really hard to make some big changes in your business so you don't have to do that anymore. So which heart is going to make you feel better? Is it the one where you're banging your head on the wall and, you you know, your life's turned into shit, you've lost your lifestyle, everything you went into business for has gone out the window because it's too hard in the air quotes you can't actually see to make the choices you need to make to make the change. So which heart is it that you want? And yet for us, Coxie, in our fortunate position as sitting outside of the businesses and outside of the person from our perspective it is simple it's never easy and we appreciate that and as as coxie's alluded to many times as we have throughout all of our podcast episodes we have made plenty of mistakes in our businesses sure have and we have cost ourselves lots of money in our business education it's been a been a very uh premium priced education this one been very well educated (laughs) i I think i've got about six bachelor degrees a couple of (laughs) masters and a phd if you look at the fees (laughs) and that's the stuff that we we bring to our tradiepreneurs is uh we're all for learning from mistakes and, uh, you know, testing and measuring. And if you can save yourself a little bit of time and money along the way by learning from a couple of wallies like us who have uh, done it the hard way many times, well, isn't that a good thing? So I remember a young guy who was on call 
uh, on weekends and was miserable about it, mm. hated it. Young family, detested the on-call, has staff, has employees. Yes. yes. And for Coxley and I, of course, you know, it's easy to say, oh, it's easy for you guys to say. Well, everything's easy to say. And we challenged this young bloke, uh, quite a successful business already, but we challenged him on the weekend thing because it was a real it was a real pain point for him. Huge. And helped move him to make a decision <laughs> to just not work weekends anymore. And I think, you know, scaled it back to 25% of what he'd previously been doing by simply saying to the team, it's like, new system. We go on a rotating roster. I'll do one weekend a month. You lot carry the rest. And guess it was, what? It was fine. Of course it was fine. It was a huge change. And I think sometimes almost arrogantly so business owners can get stuck in the, well, I have to do it. I just have to do it. It's my responsibility yeah. part of owning a business. Here's a medal, Becomes, son. Pin it on yes. your chest. Don't be so, I wish this was an Effort Friday episode. <laughs> you don't have to be a hero. Being a hero is actually being home with we your family and enjoying year. your lifestyle. Do I breach copyright by doing that? You might. Okay. So if we never, this one ever finds the light of day, it's all your fault. If anybody can actually recognise the song. I don't <laughs> well, think the crawlers on Google will actually pick up what song that was anyway. They will not. But the, you look, it's hard. It's really hard. And there are a thousand reasons why you shouldn't do it. And there's probably just a few really good ones why you should. And they're the ones you should be looking at. Just open the door. Check out the possibilities. What needs to change to get you there and then make the change. Ask for some help. We can show you how to make these changes. It's not complicated. Yes, it's hard, but it's not complicated. It's actually very simple. I think they should change that saying, you know, the best things in life are free. I think that's, they should change that to the best things in life are hard. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that could be is. our new saying, but I don't think anybody will like us much. From what <laughs> the best things in life are hard. And so is often doing what you're currently doing. Yeah, but because that's happened by degrees, because it happens gradually, we just slowly build up the the tolerance to the suffering. And, and we, we become have, comfortable. Yeah, well, we say that it's our comfort zone. We say we're comfortable with it. And it's not until you have someone like us drag you by the hair outside of your own <laughs> life <laughs> and turn you around and point you back at it and say, have a look at that. Is that really what you want? Is that the lifestyle you want to live? Mm. And for you to honestly look at it under examination and go, not really, guys. That's pretty sucky. Mm. These are the effects it's having on me, my family, my health, my mental health, my relationships. It's not until someone does that with you that you can even sometimes reach that decision of, you know what? Something's got to change. It's time for this to change. I don't know how to do that. And you know what? The how is sometimes the easiest question to answer in all of this. Yes. The, the most difficult thing is to say, I'm done working weekends. Mm. I'm not willing to do this anymore. How the hell do I bring about that change? And there's people like Coxie and I, and there's plenty of others out there, even other business owners, and that's another reason to share these stories with you listeners, is so that you you appreciate and start to 
accept that other people have made these changes and they've made them well. They've decided not to work weekends and seemingly, hey presto, it's no longer an issue. But, you know, that's a three or four month lead up of mm. getting systems in place and all the other boring stuff, which is actually pretty easy. It's just it's just a bit of drudgery and, and a bit of, you know, doing the do. Mm to set yourself up to finally press the big red launch button. <laughs> and then it goes pretty well. Just send it, bro. We have quite a few of our members now not working weekends and it, it really thrills me to know that they're getting their family lives back on track. We've got lots and lots of bicycle riders in our groups, a huge amount of bicycle riders. In one form or another, they're all out doing the things that they love on the weekend and so many of them are riding their bicycles or they're going to gym or they're taking the kids to sport or they're having date nights with their wives or their husbands. Like it's really changed their lifestyle and the conversations that they're having around their lifestyle. And then it changes the way that you feel about work. Because if Mm. you're not feeling really dragged down by having to work every weekend, some of that excitement starts to get back. Because remember when we all started our businesses, we were quite excited about the changes that we were able to bring, about the lifestyle that we were going to create for ourselves, about the financial security that we were going to have. Some Mm. of that can start to come back when we make some, yeah, sure, challenging and brave choices, but we're choosing a different heart and making a better choice to have a better lifestyle, to have that all of that stuff we wanted right back in the beginning. And it can be as simple as choosing not the work weekends. I was so stoked. Um, I uh, sat in on one of our Tradepreneur implementation sessions this week, and I haven't even shared this with you, Coxie. Uh, the particular member that we're talking about, um, it's, it's often cold and wet. Oh yes, where, where he works. So that that'll that'll tell you who I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, turns up consistently to our weekly implementation session, where basically it's like doing detention. Um, only it's a good thing because it's working on your business instead of writing out lines. I will not swear at Mr. Williams. Uh, <laughs> you swear it wasn't Nick instead, yeah. but uh, we're all working away and uh, everyone's on mute and in the chat I get in all caps shouting uh, using the F word that he's effing pumped because he's just uh, basically completed his quoting spreadsheet. Hoorah. And this is actually going to free up even more time mm. for this guy who no longer works weekends in his business. He's got you know systems set up the beginning of systems to get uh, workers set up on site without him having to be there all the time. You know, it's a, it's a work in progress and it'll be a constant progression to actually improve that. Uh, but I, I wanted to climb down the ethernet cable and give him a big bro hug because I know how hard he's worked to get to this point. Mm. Um, but I know the choices and the decisions he's made as well and the fears he's confronted personally through some pretty trying times uh, as well and, and had some personal stuff go on over the last 12 months that could have derailed mm-hmm. anybody really. Of course. Um, and so it's just so great to see him knock something over that he thought was going to take a long, long time and it was going to be super complicated and not sure how he would make it work. And within the space of probably one month out of his 90-day plan, he's pretty much knock, knocked it over. It's 80% done. 
And he knows how big a difference that's going to make to his business and the results that he's going to be talking about in another three months' time. He's made some massive changes in the past. I would say some, I would say the first six months we were working with this person, a lot of those changes were actually mindset shifts. Yeah. And then in the last six months, they've become business shifts. It's, it's, freaking incredible to see the changes that we see we are so privileged to be in the position that we are mm-hmm. to observe and hold hands frequently and beat them with a stick sometimes <laughs> up a um through th- those changes that they have my favorite of the mind shift in the personal changes and then watching how that dovetails into the business is just flipping awesome so it's great news to hear so if you're listening to this and you know who you are, huge well done, big fella. High five. <laughs> and, of course, the probably the easiest thing to point to is financial improvement, and yet it seems so elusive for so many of how do you have a business where you're not working 70 or 80 hours a week and making profit and, and hitting sales targets. And... Yet we have some ripping examples of that as well, Coxie. Again, it's not, I think that sometimes when people think about how to make the changes to earn more money, they just feel like it's going to be more work. And you know what? I'll call it and say it to some extent, yeah, there is more work because you're going to have to change some of the systems or some of the ways in which you're currently working and make some different choices to get the result. And it doesn't actually mean that you've got to fit in another job every week. It doesn't actually mean that you have to spend another 10 hours on the job doing the work so you get more money in. It doesn't mean that time is money. It means that we start to look at things differently and make some different choices, even just down to the language we're using when we talk to prospective clients. Small things can make huge difference in terms of meeting some financial change for your business, whether that be better cash flow full stop and understanding what that looks like, whether it means creating, setting a sales target and meeting that sales target, whether it means increasing your profit margin. Whoa, there might be more money in your bank for you, not for anyone else. There's small changes to be made. And again, it's not, it's, it's not easy. It's quite hard, but there's simple things to put in place. Yes, it's going to be hard to do some of the stuff that you have to do, and yet the, it, it's still quite simple. It's really hard to language the difference there. I, I want to talk about one of our tradepreneurs, and again, we're not sharing names, listeners, because uh, you know it's not fair for these people to, to lose their privacy, um, and yet you'll get enough out of this to know, uh, I guess, what they've done and why it's important for you to have a look at your own business in this way. One of our gang um, we've been working with for a number of years now, fantastic bloke. Um, he's got a beautiful wife and family. And I'll fast forward to the to the sexy bits. So just, well, they're about to buy a house. Um, it's bigger house, bigger block of land, very expensive part of the country for real estate. Uh, you know, it's it's the dream home kind of scenario. It's got the shed, the whole the whole works and jerks, and that's sort of the culmination of a lot of years of hard work. You know, the, it's not because just because he's a tradiepreneur with tradies in business. It's because he's worked damn hard, and and so is his wife. And the the <laughs> probably the simplest thing has been actually just setting a target. 
Mm. You know, when we first started with this fella, uh, it was work as hard as I can and make as much as I can, which ended up being not very much money. Mm. The, the work hard as I can, he did that, worked himself into the ground. Yeah. Weekends, nights, the usual story. Many of you are probably going through this even now is literally working yourself into the ground. And the attitude was, if I just work as hard as I can, I'll get there, in inverted commas. And one of the big shifts was to set a target. It's like, well, where is there? Work as hard as you can to get where. Where is that? And actually define that and set a target. And the first target was a a stretch from where he was at. And, you know, with some changes and some hard work, he hit the first target. And that is probably a bit of a theme today with the attitude and the mindset that comes from some of this stuff. It's like, wow, that was really hard, but we hit the target. Wow. So that made the next target a little easier to set, even though it was another stretch target and required more change in the business, more systems, admin staff, uh, you know, better, I guess, accountability within the team, looking at different marketing strategies. There's a lot of work that went into that next target. Next target, yep, tick that one off. So we're talking a succession of a few years here. The Mm -hmm. latest target, almost, I think, I think this guy is almost getting a bit cocky. It's like, yeah, let's go for this. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I'll share the number because you don't know who this is and we haven't shared the trade either. It was 1.2 mil, mm-hmm. which is about double the first one that was set. Over and the space incredibly of just challenging in his space. Oh, cutthroat industry. Incredibly like, challenging. Like none I've seen before. No. Um, the the <laughs> companies that they have to work with are mm-hmm. – they're hard case, hardcore in terms of payment terms, all sorts of stuff. And they, uh, these form a lot of his customers. So um, tough, tough industry, skinny margins. Um, and he has done a stellar job, not only of hitting the, the revenue target of 1.2 mil, he's actually nailed the profit target to the wall with a nail gun multiple <laughs> times. And literally sending us videos mm. of his <laughs> of his screen because he can't work out how to send the PL report. It's just <laughs> easier for him to video it on his phone and show us the numbers on the screen, which I think is awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, and it's the coolest thing to get at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night from one of our gang uh, to see the, what are we talking, six figures net profit. It's incredible, isn't it? It just blows my mind. And it hasn't been easy, guys. It's been huge change for him to get where he's trying to go or has been now. And look out next year. We're coming for you. There's a bigger profit target to be set. Um, and yet the steps to put in place, the stuff to do is simple. It's hard, but it's simple. It doesn't yeah. have to be complicated. And he's, he's working hard at the moment because, um, like many of you, Finding good team members is really tough. And in yes. his industry, it's particularly tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's you know, he's back on the tools a bit. And he's going through a period at the moment of being very busy and there's lots going on. And I can tell you that when you're getting paid six figures and you're hitting targets and you can see that things are heading in a direction that you want to, you're paying for bigger shed space, et cetera, et cetera, 
you're actually you you feel more worthy you feel like it's worth doing because you just you know you bought the dream home for the family and you're getting your own shed at home and all that sort of stuff he doesn't mind doing that knowing that it's a short-term push mm. it's not a well i can't see an end to this scenario and it's being done mindfully with small goals and never taking your eye off the ball. I think that's the big key here. It's okay to dip back into that space. My goodness, you and I are in that space right now. And we have an end goal and there's a reason for it and there is a purpose and we're still planning and getting excited about what comes next. Mm. I think that's a big part of success is continually looking forward to what comes next, what's the next big target. So there's a few great examples. There's there's so many more. We've got uh, you know a couple of other tradie wives that have just shared with us in the last few days some epic uh, target crushing stories of um, you know increasing profitability and dollar profit right through COVID in small mm. businesses. Um, you know new tradiepreneurs who just what two months in coxie yep. have have already beaten the target they set for themselves just by getting i guess a bit more organized and believing that their team could produce more more efficiently mm -hmm. um, with some better systems so um they are super excited and deservedly so and that headspace is just going to buoy them they're going to be bolstered with that belief of wow we set a target and the first the first one we set, we hit. Let's set another one. And it doesn't mean you're going to get everyone from there on in. Sure. And it's just that that idea that, well, maybe things aren't as crap as, you know, the media and social mm -hmm. media and everybody around me um, makes out that they are. So, look. Actually, I want to lean into that just on one thing because one of the success stories that we haven't personally gone through but what I actually call the success. So for them, it's very much about they've almost doubled their turnover and profits in the past 12 months. And the real success story for this particular business that I'm thinking about, it's a small family business. There's only a couple of them in the business. The real success story for me here is the change in their mindset. And they've gone from focusing on all of the things that go wrong in a business because running a business is hard and stuff goes wrong all the time and another challenge gets in our way and distracts us and keeps us from keeping our eye on the end game. They've managed to change their mindset. It's a work in progress. These things never, ever stop happening. And now they're consistently looking for the good rather than focusing on the stuff that's going wrong because it happens to us every day. Every day we have stuff go wrong. Every day we're reminded this is challenging and difficult. And rather than getting bugged down, bogged down and stuck in that space, they're looking out of it and seeing, okay, well, what actually went right today? Mm. And that's a huge success story for me. And, again, leans into the theme very much about the mind shift that has to happen for these changes to come about. When you're constantly focusing on that positive and the next target and opening your, your mind to the possibilities, amazing things can happen and they happen super quickly. It's just mind-blowing to think that these changes can come about quite quickly if, you, if you're prepared to work through those possibilities. Mm. It's definitely possible. It's definitely achievable um, and it definitely starts with a decision. And all the stories we've shared with you, our tradiepreneurs have made a decision. Uh, now, here's the, here's the wanky sales pitch, I guess. 
is they decided to actually consider what else is possible. You know, is what they're doing, is that it? Is that all there is? Or is there another way? Maybe there's another way. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, bloody hell, that sounds like me, or, well, you know, we're going through a rough patch. I wonder if there's a better way to do things. Um, you can actually book 15 minutes with Coxie and I for a free chat and just see if maybe there is another way. Maybe there's not. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Maybe the late nights, the weekend work, the crap cash flow, the arguments with your spouse, the lack of time with your kids, the no time for a camping holiday or a surfing trip or jumping out on the on the boat and going fishing or anything like that. Maybe that's your reality and maybe that's as good as it gets. Maybe not. So you can actually book 15 minutes with us, cost you nothing but your time and listening to my really bad dad jokes because I will guarantee that I'll manage to work one into the 15-minute session with you. Um, but we'll have a chat to you, ask you a few questions, find out what you're up to and just give you some ideas about what might be possible for you. Could you actually be setting some targets and hitting them? Uh, the best way to do that is in the podcast description. There might be a, a calendar link in there if the hyperlink works. <laughs> Uh, so you can go and click on that and just book straight into our calendar. Or if you go to our website, tradiesinbusiness.com.au, it's even mobile responsive. There is a button there that says book a chat. Just book a chat with us. It's 15 minutes of your life. What's the worst thing that could happen? You might be paying yourself six figures and getting your man shed. Ooh, that was pretty slick, I've got to say. <laughs> Unrehearsed too, Coxie. That was pretty slick. It's like you're reading from a script. <laughs> They're just such great stories. And I love, you know what? I love seeing the beaming smile on the faces, particularly yeah. of our tradie guys. The the wives, it's fantastic. You know, I can feel the the emotion from them and the elation at hitting some of these things. And the messages we get from our tradie wives move me to tears. And and I know that sounds a bit a bit um over the top listeners. Uh and I can tell you it is it is such a beautiful thing to see people breaking out of that cycle mm. of, of absolute gut busting and horrendous relationship and money stress that so many of you are in. And I love seeing other people discover that there is another way. And I, I just love seeing the stupid boyish grins on the faces of our tradie guys when they do something as boring as a quoting spreadsheet. I know, but it's really exciting. And they're genuinely excited. They're almost like bouncing in their chair. It's like, oh, my gosh, I finished my quoting spreadsheet. This is so cool. It's like so, yeah. If you'd like to grin like an idiot because you finished a spreadsheet, um, book a 15-minute chat with us, hit the website or hit the link in the podcast description. Cost you nothing. We'd love to chat to you online. We don't bite. Much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hooray. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.